MP, I've got a secret. You're having a baby, Bretto. <laughs> no, MP. You're moving to Byron. Not yet. You've got me a Christmas present. Well, maybe. But that's not the secret. What is it, Bretto? I'm not telling. Mate, that is just cruel. <laughs> I'll tell you next week. When will you tell me, Bretto? Well, Monday, November 26th, 8 a.m. MP. Put it in the calendar. It is big news. And I think thousands of Wellness Couch podcast listeners will love it. All right, Bretto. It's in the calendar. 8 a.m. Monday, November 26th to get Bretto's big news. Make sure you get your emails by signing up at thewellnesscouch.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thewellnesscouch. Do it now before the secret gets out. Do you want to know the secret, MP? Stop teasing, Bretto. Wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart. Fortnightly show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so delighted to welcome to the show today an absolutely beautiful person inside and out. I had the pleasure of meeting her at the Wellness Summit in Melbourne um, in August this year. We got to spend a little bit of time chatting. Uh, I just knew I wanted to have her as a guest on my show and share her with you. So please welcome to the show Melissa Gearing from MG Herbs and the Naked Naturopath podcast. Yay! Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So please let me tell you. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) Okay, oh, no, it's such a pleasure, such a pleasure. (laughs) Wonderful. So let me tell you just a little bit about Mel, everybody, and then I'm sure she's going to tell us lots more. Mel is a (laughs) nutritionist, a herbalist, and a naturopath. She lives in beautiful Newcastle. And from her website, she says that she's passionate about prescribing herbal medicine as a tool in fighting illness and imbalance within the body. Mel aims to fuse traditional herbal medicine with current research and evidence. She believes in an integration of herbal and pharmaceutical interventions. Once again, welcome, Mel. Yay! Thank you so much. That's lovely. Oh, you're so welcome. Mel, I, you know, obviously I was doing my research for the show and I read that bit and I just loved the line about how you believe in using, you know, let's just as Eastern and Western or herbal and pharmaceutical because I really, really believe that we need all the help we can get to be the best we can be. Absolutely. There's stuff that herbal medicine does really well and there's stuff that pharmaceutical medicine does really well. And the beautiful thing is they can work well together. Like lots of people think that there's you you can't take herbs with lots of pharmaceuticals, but the fact is the herbs uh, can combat a lot of the adverse effects of pharmaceuticals and just balance out that response in the body and, and, uh, kind of buffer it if you like yeah absolutely and you know I mean I've had the pleasure of not only meeting you but listening to your podcast and you give so much of yourself it's just incredible so I really you know and I know we'll share a lot more as we go on but I really encourage everyone to go and listen to Mel's podcast because the information on there is gold it's absolute gold oh that's so nice you oh. know we we sweated together, so we have a bond. Oh, we God, if, do um, we ever? <laughs> I think all the herbs and all the pharmaceutical intervention wasn't <laughs> going to help us before we walked on stage, was it, Mel? Your beautiful husband was giving you Reiki and I'm taking rescue remedy and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still sweating balls. <laughs> I reckon. But you know what? I think that's all part of our journey and it's, you know, it's totally okay to be 
in that little crisis moment before we get to shine. We're just humans. We're just humans. Exactly. And all of that adrenaline helps us to function on stage and to, to do that talk. You know, that's positive stress Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, you know, it you know it takes a lot of guts for anybody to get and speak in front of an audience, but especially yeah. when we're sharing something we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's even more intense, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You always, um, you know, like I, I put that out there, that fusion between natural and herbal medicine because I found like you're always selling yourself, right, and that's nerve-wracking as well. Sure. And your beliefs and how you practice and all that kind of stuff. But the, the things that people would think because I'm a naturopath were just so incorrect. And so I really put out that uh, fusion of medicine as part of, how I practice because lots of people just assume things about you when you're a naturopath. <laughs> I can only like, imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so you are you're getting up on stage, you're selling yourself, you're trying to curb people's maybe assumptions of what what you already might be or what you think or what you are. And um, even my husband thought I was a vegan when he just assumed I'd be vegan because I'm a naturopath. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And I've written three books on using the whole animal and using cuts of animal that don't get used anymore and and um, lots of offal and stuff like that. Like that's my gig. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. And he'd never walked into a health food shop before he met me. Oh. So lots of people don't even know that we exist. Incredible, incredible. So Mel, it's just good to going back a little bit. What led you to working in the field you are now and what led you to be all these amazing things and, you know, go and study and be all this <laughs> that you are, you know, the nutritionist, the herbalist, the naturopath, what made Mel get to this, get to this journey and come to this point? Oh, look, I think like most people in the health industry or in my health industry in alternative um, medicine, I was sick. Um, so that, that really, I got no relief from doctors and pharmaceuticals yes. alone, alone, you know, and yes. I maybe would get better but was left really lacking in a lot of stuff um, and a lot of advice. Like I needed a lot of guidance when I was younger. Sure. So I went, I went and um, went straight to uni and I studied uh, speech pathology and I hated it and then I went and studied nuclear medicine and I got nearly to the end of that and I just thought, I can't do this. I can't. It's not what it's not the model I want to practice in. I yes. can't help people. I can't heal people. Um, you know, as a nuke med technician, you're really injecting those radioisotopes and then taking photographs of people who essentially and then giving them to a doctor who can read that and then another doctor who can go and tell them about it and you're not allowed to say anything and I just found that really hard when people are coming in who may have things like cancer and you can't just say but you're okay oh my gosh you don't have it or hey look there's something here but the doctor will talk you're not allowed to say anything so it was a really difficult thing and I um actually went, I always wanted to work with children and I went to Westmead Children's Hospital when I first did um, my prac, like the end of studying, I did a big prac and um, it just broke me, completely broke me. And uh, I couldn't, yeah, it was, it's kids with cancer or kids who have been um, suspected of uh, domestic violence so we can light up old broken bones and stuff like that. So it was really, really hard and um, I came home broken and I got really sick and one of my friends said to me, I'd always been hanging out in health food. I just had this interest in health food. Yes. And I was always hanging out in those shops and checking out all the stuff. And, you know, I was like one of those really annoying customers who's like, <laughs> like, what do you use this for? And, oh, my God. And I just spent all my money in health food shops. 
and um, she's like, why don't you be a naturopath? And I was like, what the hell is that? So I went and spoke to um, uh, my naturopath, who's still my naturopath today, and about what it all was before because it's not easy to study, right? There's no clear path. Um, we're getting better, but you always have to do advanced diplomas of herbal medicine, right. advanced diploma of iridology, advanced diploma of naturopathy, advanced diploma of nu- nutritional med. Like I have I have so many things hanging in my office. It's ridiculous. Now you can go and do a bachelor degree. Uh, so that's an easier road, but it's not at uni. So lots of people don't know it exists and don't have the option. Oh, cause- okay. Yeah, it's through private colleges. Um, so I just had no idea where to start, really, when I when I decided, okay, I like what this lady does, I'm going to do it. And like we all do, she, um, you know, you kind of learn how to look at people in a different way when you study. And she looked at me and was like, hey, you don't look great. Um, and <laughs> what's going on? And, and drew it all out of me. And so... I had extreme anxiety. I wasn't eating properly. I was on the verge of um, hyperglycemia and um, very, very stressed out and very underweight when I seen her. My goodness. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then um, she just built me up. I also had endometriosis, which I didn't know. So I had incredibly painful and heavy periods at the time. Gosh. Obviously depleting me more and more. And um, I worked in uh, as a waitress, so I would just eat a cake. Like my day would consist of a cake because that would get my blood sugar levels up enough for me to keep waitressing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I was I was pretty crap. <laughs> and she really built me up, and I was like, if this is what I can do for people, that's what I want to do. I can I can help them. I can heal them. I can still see kids. I can work within my own realm. I can have my own office. I don't have to follow stupid rules you know that I didn't didn't agree with or see the point in and I know that those rules are there for a reason and yes. all that stuff, but they just didn't sit well with me that model so um yeah I started studying and it was really hard like it again uh, you know I just got I got sick often throughout my study period and um it costs a lot of money because you have to pay as you go when you study that way back oh when I did my. Mm, there's no hex when you do private colleges, right. now, there's, now there's a thing called help. But, um, yeah, it was really hard. So I did that and I came to the end and I graduated and I was there was nothing left of me. So <laughs> I took some time off. I've worked in health food for about 10 years and I just worked in health food um, for two years after I studied before I even went into practice because I just had nothing to give. So, um, yeah, I guess that was a long story, but I'm really sensitive and I don't respond that well to pharmaceuticals alone. So I got into it to look for another way to heal myself and and found that I can, you know, do that for other people as well. And how blessed we are to have, you know, a practitioner like you that people can come to and get help and, you know, who understands that sometimes it takes not just, you know, all your beautiful natural um, mo- modalities to heal, but you mm. sometimes need pharmaceutical intervention, you know. You can't, sometimes you can't live without both. Yeah, absolutely. Many of my clients do both. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So Mel, as you as you moved into this fear into this sphere of work and um, you know, practicing and things like that, how did you decide that what you were going to focus on? And you know, I know you said you kept studying and you've written a few books. So what keeps you, you know, motivated to keep studying, keep learning, keep going? Oh, you know what? It's probably my clients because 
if they come in and I don't know how to help them, I'm sure as hell going to find out. Yes. And that's what really keeps me motivated. Like I had a client the other week who had fibromyalgia and she just didn't respond to my normal therapy. So, you know, as a herbalist, you you learn how to treat people, right? And yes. We learn in a similar way to medicine. So this person has this, so you use these herbs, these supplements, so on and so forth. However, it's such an emerging um, research and scientific base on different things that you do have to keep current and you have to keep studying and you have to follow the research. So I tried that traditional approach, which, you know, is still research-based. All our herbs are evidence-based, so they have to go through clinical trials for us to use them pretty much. Yes, yes. But she wasn't responding in the normal way. So I reached out to some colleagues and, um, you know, we all chat in Newcastle here. There's over 100 practicing naturopaths in this small city. So Isn't we that all- incredible? It's amazing. Most of us um, are really supportive of each other and help each other out and inter-refer and all that kind of stuff. So I reached out to them and I looked up the most current research and I, and I put her on some different stuff and she's responding really well in under a week. So that – that prompted that particular situation. So, um, like, but for my books, for example, I never, I never set out to write books. I don't even know. I still don't know how it <laughs> came to, you know, releasing a third book in November. But I would write recipes, and I've always loved food and been such a foodie. And and you know, I did that even before I was a nutritionist. And um. I would write recipes for people with food intolerances so that because I'd worked in health food so long, it was really easy in my head to swap things. Yeah, understand, understand that, Mel, totally. Yeah, yeah, to make the recipes work without wheat or like simple stuff, right, without dairy, without this or that, that, and without using the fake crap. Like so you can get egg replacer. Oh, no, don't, no. uh, Yeah, but you can just use chia seeds because they, they can make an egg. Like you can make an egg with chia seeds. So I really started writing these recipes for them and then it just was a constant that people would say do you have it in a book do you have it in a book can I buy your book and so my first book which was this skinny little self-published um you know like (laughs) it was like 80 pages I think and I had to sell it for 55 bucks by the end because it cost so much to make (laughs) hundreds because my clients were just like, oh, my God, you wrote a book? Like, this is great. And my my long-term clients still use that book and use the recipes and have become like their weekly, you know, normals because the food is accessible and it's yummy and the whole family tends to like it. So that's kind of where that came from. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love how you said you never intended to write a book, but so I think sometimes the universe has different plans for all of us, doesn't yeah. it? Absolutely. I had no plans. I never thought I would. And it's such a saturated market. Like it's really hard. Um, I It's taken me like seven years to get a publisher for this third book. I self-published the first two. Okay. And no, okay. one, no one in Australia was interested in my book because there's enough cookbooks, right? And there's enough. There's huge names in, in cookbook writing in Australia. And so um, this book has been published out of Philadelphia. Uh, in the US. That's incredible. Yeah. Who was, you know, I had, I had a great interest from the US in, in the book. So, um, yeah. Congratulations. A- That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So let's talk about this new book that's coming. Tell everyone about it. Tell them how they can get it. And, you know, I think everybody needs to have it. I can't wait to get my <laughs> copy, by the way. So, you know, I'm like, go on, tell us. Please share, tell. 
people have been waiting a long time for this book because we pre it pre-ordered like it pre-sold um earlier in the year and it was meant to come out in october but yes pushed back to the 4th of december but i'm hoping it'll be worth the wait so um i i wrote this last book because i wanted to put everything into one book because i had these two books and they were 55 dollars each and it was just ridiculous like you know, I was asking people to pay $110 for these two skinny yeah, books. I understand. And so I, I, um, I wanted to get a publisher to make it cheaper and more accessible and hopefully get that distribution so that the reach for it was further than mine. Um, so I, I put everything in it from the first two books and wrote an extra 50-odd recipes and put my detox program in it so that people can kind of really do an easy two-week cleanup at any point that they want. Wonderful. So it's got, you know, like I said, I do lots of stuff with whole whole animals, um, using the whole animal, not like not that you have to cook a whole pig, but the parts of the animals that people don't use because I think that my philosophy on food is really su- sustainability and if we all just eat chicken breast, then lots of chickens have to die. And um, if we eat whole chicken, you get a better yield and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. It's full of nutritional information like that. It's got a superfood glossary and um, I called it from peasant foods to superfoods because it's got all that offal and those old, you know, recipes from my nana and my granddad who were really my my food inspirations. But it's also got loads of um, health foodie stuff and superfoods and just how to keep them in your house without breaking the bank. Um, yeah, like in just how to use them because you buy this stuff from the health food shop and it costs a fortune and then it sits in your cupboard. So the book uses the same ingredients throughout so that to some degree so that you can have multiple recipes and, and use the superfoods that suit you in your life. I think that's amazing. And just like you, my granny, I mean, I, she, I lost her when I was 10 years old and I wish she had been around now. You know, she would just laugh at all the things that are we call the in things and, you know, yes. the she would just laugh because it was like she's been she did this for years and if only I had been a little older and wiser at the time to listen and learn. I mean, I did learn a lot watching her, but she loved to cook and she used everything. You know, everything was from scratch. Everything was homemade. There was no chemical shitstorm in our house. And I just wish we could all slowly graduate back to that. And even in our crazy busy lives, you know, it's possible to eat and live like that. It's totally possible. And I want to teach people that it is easy. And you know what? My superfood glossary includes carrots and turmeric and beetroot. And, you know, like, it's not like just maca berry and acai berry and like all these crazy things. It's true superfoods like beetroot. Oh my God. The health benefits from eating beetroot are enormous. So yeah. And you know, your Nana would have used loads of spices and turmeric. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Using all that, all that. Yeah. And and she was, and she was definitely very much about, you know, and using the whole animal and top to tail eating. And, you know, I remember as a kid, being given marrow bones with marrow spoons mm. to sit there and just hoe into. Yeah, when know. my mum was sick, that's, you know, I'm giving, I'm feeding her kefir grains, like she loves to eat the little yes. kefir grains, and I'm feeding her bone marrow and bone broth and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. Like it's just so healing, so healing. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I had no idea at the time, but, you know, my grand was making bone broth for us from the time we were born. And I, like, demo, it was never called that. It was just called mm-hmm. granny soup kind of thing. And you just yeah. Ate yeah. That. And I, I would just think she must be smiling down in heaven from all of us and just laughing <laughs> and going, really, bone broth you, you yeah, go to now, so. is it? Right, I see. So, you know, and I just, I, you know, I'm grateful for the wisdom of our 
you know, our ancestors and people who came before us and who yeah. did things, you know, the slow, the slow way, the right way, I don't know, right way, wrong way, whatever. But, you know, and I know we're also time poor, but I just, you know, I believe and I'm sure you believe that I'd rather pay the farmer than the doctor. So, you know. Absolutely. And the slow way to cook is cheaper. So you actually save money anyway. Buying a whole chicken gets a better yield for your family than chicken breast. So it is a cheaper way to eat. It is a, you know, it's a better way to eat. It's more nutritious. You get all that beautiful fat. Like there's so much, so much more to it. And, you know, I didn't, I kind of took my nan and pop and my, my granddad for granted as well until I sat down to write uh, the second and third book and yes. so much of their wisdom came back to me. Oh, I it's, love that. I absolutely love that. It's, it's just, you know, it's different when you're a kid and you just sure cooking and all that kind of stuff and then to think now what they taught me is just immense yeah and mel when can people get this book and how can they get this book most importantly yeah so obviously it's been on pre-order the whole year so anyone who ordered originally will get it posted direct from philadelphia to them on the 4th of december sure or hopefully to get it by the 4th of december fingers crossed um but if you want to get it now you just jump on my website and you can pre-order it and then as soon as it arrives on my table i will send it to you oh wonderful wonderful and can you just give everyone your website for the moment yeah. please it's just www.mgherbs so melissa gearing herbs um, mgherbs.com excellent awesome so mel just moving away from all your work side of things i'd love to know and i love to ask this question of all my guests on my podcast what are your daily non-negotiables? What are the things that you do for yourself, for your self-care, your self-love, and to support you every day? This is a really hard question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine because it's something that will stimulate my head and help me from today onwards because I had a baby. She's um, 15 months, 14 and months she's old. she's adorable, people. She's, she's just adorable. Lovely. I often put her on my Instagram feed, you know, which is MG Herbs Official and my Facebook and stuff like that. So you can check her out. She's bloody cute. But um, I lost so much of that. Yes. You know, yes, all that stuff yes. you do for yourself. And yes. I, there's some degree of, um, well, it's non-negotiable that you just care for that baby primarily. Of course. But since she was about nine months, I started to think, I'm going to fade away again if I don't look after myself. Yes. And um, it's it's really only coming to fruition now. Okay. I still haven't – I used to weight lift competitive, competitively. My husband's an exercise physiologist, so we did heaps of stuff in the gym, yoga, gym every day, and my clinic is in, in the gym. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the gym since about midway through my pregnancy properly. I've tried to get back multiple times, but I've found that really difficult. So – on my list in the next few weeks, we just moved house and, and all that kind of stuff has happened. Oh, my. Yeah. Golly gosh. She started daycare, you know, and then we got all the daycare sickness and all that kind of stuff's happened. Yes, so I'm yes, pumping yes. us full of echinacea and elderberry. Um, but I I want to get back to yoga and I want to get back to weightlifting. Um, so yoga will be my non-negotiable every day. Um, as soon as I get back to it, I just – it's been so difficult to do that and unbelievably – difficult i i couldn't i can't fathom you know now i understand when people are like i just can't do it with the kids yes yes i can't imagine having more than one and, and <laughs> yeah and, uh, Mel, and i'm sure there are you know lots and lots of listeners out there in the same situation as you you know who are probably 
beating themselves up and, you know, not being able to give themselves the time and the attention they need. But they're caring for a new human being and that is their love, their life, their, you know, and it's okay. It's all right. And it's okay to say I can't do it all. Yeah, and she doesn't need me as much now. Like I have to really realise that as well. At some point she's okay and she doesn't need me to be everything for her. She's got other people. She's going to daycare. She's having fun with other kids and, um, you know, just working on weaning my breastfeeding a little bit to allow me some more comfortability throughout the day as well and and little things like that. So I'm just working on all that. But, um, you know, every morning I wake up and I have my green powder. Yes. I just feel like that makes my day whole. <laughs> yes. And what's in your green powder, please? Yeah. Actually, it's Cindy O'Meara's um, Supreme Green Blend. So oh, you, I love that stuff. She does a Changing Habits brand and her yes. Supreme Green Blend is what I take every day. I love it. I love it. And I take my herbs and I take my breastfeeding pills. Um, they're not to keep my milk up. They're to keep my nutrients up. So there's like magnesium and iron. And they're kind of like a breastfeeding. If you continue to breastfeed, you really need a multi, like a good multivitamin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take all of that. So that's kind of my start. And then my, you know what, I could go without my green powder, but I could not go without my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is my, mm, yes, have to have my morning coffee, which is always cold. I don't drink hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then my eggs. Like sometimes I have something different for breakfast, but Callie and I sit down to like big, we cook eggs in loads of butter and we have heaps of sauerkraut with it most mornings. Oh, so breakfast is non-negotiable to me. That sounds yummy, <laughs> totally yummy. Amel, away from, you know, work and being a mom and being a wife and, you know, what are the other things when you have time and when you get back to it that you would love to be able to do again or try or, you know, that you want to incorporate back into your life? I spend all my time in the kitchen. Like, honestly, that's my joy. That's my joy place. Oh, wow. I cook, I ferment, I, um, you know, bake. I'm not a great baker. I'm more of a cook, but sure, sure. <laughs> try and bake. Um, all my cakes in my book are raw cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just love that. <laughs> that's really probably my, my happy place is in the kitchen. And um, now Kelly's old enough that she'll sit on the ground and she'll help me stir things. And I often put like, the splat mat out and we do all our cooking on the ground, which is yeah. really cool. Um, so that's my happy place. And I, and, and I, and yoga. Yeah. Oh, that's that, wonderful. That's, that's really, yeah. really amazing. And just going back to once one moment, you said you were into weightlifting. Mm. Oh yeah, my. Yeah. I, um, weightlifted for ages. So I used to do loads of CrossFit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just kind of that just developed into an interest in weightlifting, and wow. um, Sam still competitively weightlifts, uh, so he does weightlifting competitions. We have to go to Sydney most of the time for them, but yeah, he we love weightlifting. We really love it. It's it's something that suits our body because we sure. both do so much CrossFit, and Sam has cerebral palsy. And for me, like I've already told you, I'm a bit of a weakling, yeah, yeah. sensitive. So it's just injury after injury, and it just didn't suit our bodies. But we loved the weight component, so yeah. we went into um, Olympic weightlifting, not powerlifting, yes. and really got stuck into that. And um, Sammy trains people in it now uh, as an exercise physiologist. Wonderful. But we, yeah, and it's just something that we did together, and we really, really loved. And so that's I still I see my coach once a week. Um, you know, so that's, it's not enough. Like with weightlifting, you have to train two, three hours a day 
to compete. Like, so it's a real commitment. Yes. But you can still do it for fun, like, uh, and get in the gym and do it when I can. But, yeah, that's that's something I'd love to get back to. Oh, that's incredible because I know my personal trainer was really, you know, really huge about, you know, huge about weightlifting, you know, if uh, pun the pun. But he was really into incorporating that into all of us that he trained because he was like, you've got to lift. you just got to lift. You know, you've yeah, got to do some oh. weight bearing. you got to – and he drilled that into me years ago. Yeah. So, you know – I don't I don't want to do competitions or anything but yes I do lift weights (laughs) oh look they're very amateur and it's very nerve-wracking like I you know my gut is not good beforehand (laughs) 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 it's so nice once you've done your lift and it's such an easy thing to compete in because you just do those six lifts you know um whereas when I did crossfit competitions it was so much it's so you know, there's so much that you had to do. So it's much better weightlifting competition, much easier. But, um, yeah, so important for so many aspects of health. Like my – even just after having Cali, like that internal structure in my pelvic floor yes. and all of that strength, um, getting all that strength back. Weightlifting does all of that. It's amazing. Oh, that's fabulous. And just as we're coming to the end of our time together, Mel, can you tell people a little bit about your amazing podcast, please? Yeah, so um, the Naked Naturopath is the name of it, and it's really a mashup. There's, it just has everything on it. I have you, <laughs> um, so many of the other wellness couch people, which has been a pleasure to uh, you know spend time with you guys and chat. And and there's something about a podcast that you just get to know somebody really well. Uh, when you do that with them. So that's been a beautiful thing. And then there's stuff where I just am rambling on my own about different herbs or, um, you know, um, remedies or there's one where Sam interviewed me um, and there's one where I've interviewed him and uh, I've had people from all over Newcastle on it. And in the world I had a guy from, mm, where was he? Somewhere in the States. He oh, was wow. Yeah, the other week. Um and do a lot there's a lot of obviously in my life uh pregnancy and babies and stuff like that has been big for the last year so there's a lot of that kind of information as well and and just making sure you have the right preconception care and I'm really passionate about making sure that not everybody is on the um crappy versions of that which I can't name yeah no no don't don't you know, we all know, we all know the, the big names in that. In yes, that. we do. We do. But that's across the board for all supplements. So making sure the quality of what you take is worth you taking it and if it's good for you or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today and learn a little more about you and get to spend time with you. So before- nice. Oh, sorry. Before I sign off, can you tell everyone where they can find you on, you know, on social media and website and all that good stuff? Yeah. So www.mgherbs is my website. You can go onto Facebook and it's mgherbs. You can go onto Instagram and it's mgherbsofficial. My website has um, everything that you can, you know, you need to know about me and the book and there's a book launch. If anyone is listening in and they're in Newcastle, there's a book launch on the 15th of December, um, which is free and you just have to book and come along and I'll be there and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a really good night. It's going to be incredible. It's just, I wish I lived in Newcastle and I wish I was closer. I would have loved to have come. Uh, you can just fly for the night and you can stay with us and come visit. <laughs> yeah, right. <on. laughs> 
I wish I could, my love, but December's a little bit intense in my world. I'm sure oh, it is in everybody's world. Absolutely. The worst time to have a book launch. Oh. However, that's okay. Doesn't Things matter. Happen. Doesn't matter. I can't. I look forward to having that book in my hands and being inspired Me and empowered too. by it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but thank you so much, Mel. I really appreciate you being on the show today. It's been wonderful. And I hope you'll come back and be a guest another time and we can chat some more. Anytime. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. If you liked it, I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes or via Android, whatever your device is. Please give it a rating, subscribe. Please feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and my website, which is all the W's, wendysway.com.au. I hope you have a happy, safe, and blessed day. Remember, it takes a village and be kind to yourselves always and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.